Alright folks, in another edition of the Survivalist Podcast, living life better through being more prepared. And this is our fourth podcast. We're up to four already. They're going to go by quick, folks. Before you know, we're going to be on like number 100. You tell you, they go by real quick. So a lot of things to talk about today. Uh, good housekeeping, of course. Uh, survive, uh, the website, survivalistpodcast.org. The Facebook, facebook.com slash survivalistpodcast. And the Twitter, uh, survivalistpod. And of course, folks, now that we are officially on iTunes, uh, you can connect to the, you can find us on the, on, through the app, or you can go to our website again and go ahead and uh, click on it and subscribe and please leave us a rating. Those ratings are very important to us, especially since we're in the first couple weeks of the podcast. Very, very important. I also want to give a shout out to my buddies over at EMC Radio, Electronic Media Coalition Radio, my buddy Randy and my buddy Jesse over there from Grolix. And uh, also, too, we have EMG Radio and also uh, Turning Wheel Podcast. All those guys have really wonderful shows over at the EMC Radio Network. So go ahead and check those guys out and uh, leave, listen to them and listen to, uh, you know, don't forget to rate their podcast as well. So we appreciate that. So today, folks, on the show, uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things today. But I do want to talk about uh, generators because they're very, very important. Uh, look around your house today and tell me what doesn't run on electricity. And uh, you'd be hard pressed to find something that doesn't need electric. Um, and, and if you're in a place or like in, in a lot of homes that have uh, wells and septics, uh, you can't even really flush the toilet or get a glass of water really, uh, you know, without you know, with without electric. So a generator power is going to be very important to you. Uh, especially in the case of a natural disaster. Now, there are other power sources besides generators. We're just going to touch on generators today because I, I want to do a whole show just on solar power. But we're just going to go ahead and hit on generators today, talk about that a little bit, I'm talking about how to use them, talking about what to do with them. Now, folks, I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, okay, a licensed electrician. Okay, I only know a couple things that I've read on the Internet that I've tried myself and stuff like that. So uh, if you don't know what you're doing, don't take my word for it. Get a professional in to show you what to do or how to handle it. Okay, uh, like I said, I'm not a licensed electrician or anything, so I only know what I've been what I've been told, what I've done, what I've read. So if you're at all unfamiliar with any of this stuff, I really strongly suggest that you get somebody in, maybe that can show you what to do. So there's a few things with generators. Now, a couple of things. First, there are two different types of generators. There's portable generators, and then there is. Uh, full-on backup generators. Now, there's going to be a couple different. So the, the full-on generators themselves, okay, that is going to be your, it's going to be uh, a generator that sits outside. It's not portable. It's going to be on a base. You're probably going to have a slab put in for it uh, with some cement. You're going to have a cement slab put in. Generator. You're going to sit on top of that. You're probably going to build, it's either going to be an outside one or you're going to build you know, a, a dome around it or something, okay? And that's going to be run inside your home. Hi. Right, now, that generator is probably going to run on propane, most likely. Okay, now can run. I believe it can run on. Some of them can run on natural gas, but I'm not sure which ones. Okay, the the big name is Generac. They're the big ones. They are the ones that I've seen advertisements for. They're the ones that most of my buddies have and all that. Now, Generac makes a really good generator. Hey, but again, it is kind of the Cadillac model. So now with, with the Generac generator, if you're going to get a backup generator, I strongly recommend that you contact Generac themselves 
or go to a place where they actually will have somebody there that knows about generators. Because what's going to happen is, the guy, when you decide to get that, that Generac generator for backup, your backup power, okay, you're going to want to have somebody come in and, and they'll put a meter on it and they'll see the amount of electricity you're using. And what they'll do is they'll go ahead and say, okay, this guy's using this much. This is the generator size you need. Now, I strongly recommend that whatever they tell you you need, you get a little bit bigger. It's always better to go a little bigger than, than to go right about the right size. So go ahead and get something just a little bit bigger than what you actually need, okay? I recommend that with anything, okay? Because, you know, especially when you're dealing with with a generator, you're dealing with a situation, okay, where predominantly you could, okay, if you, you know, if you go don't get big enough, there could be things you may need to run that you can't, and you may end up either burning the generator out or causing a fire or some of that. So you want to make sure, get the guy out from Generac or get whoever the electrician is, whoever the local Generac dealer is, get them out there, okay, and get them to actually say, okay, look at this setup, and you tell me what I need. Okay, very important. And get something a little bigger than what you need, okay? Because you may never know over time. Remember, that generator is going to be in use. That, those Generac generators are good for about 10 years or so, I believe. So you, in time, may decide you're switching from a gas stove to an electric stove. You may decide you're switching from, from you know, uh, from a gas fireplace to an electric fireplace. You may change your heating source and all that kind of stuff. So you don't know. So always get a little bit bigger, okay? I know it's, you know, those Generac generators are a little bit of an investment. Okay, but it's definitely going to be worth it in the long run. Now, I'm not going to tell you, I, I'm not going to lie, I don't have one. Okay, I wish I did, but I don't. Okay, I have a portable generator. Okay, but I want you to go ahead, okay, and take the time, okay, and make sure, okay, that you get somebody in and make sure you get them to measure the power you need. Don't just go out and buy one. Make sure you get the guy to come out, see what kind of electricity you're using. Most consultations are free, folks. Okay, have them come out, check how much power you're using, and then after that, have him go ahead and set you up with a generator, what you need and all that. Okay. Now, once that generator comes inside, okay, there's going to be a transfer switch. Okay. In that transfer switch, what's going to happen is if you ever lose main power, the generator will automatically kick on and it will automatically bring your electric back up once the generator kicks on. Okay. It's a couple second delay. Okay, so it's very, very important that if you're going to have a backup generator like that, you have all your electronics, your computers, uh, anything that's electronic like that, that's sensitive, uh, to actually have those on a battery backup because there will be a second or two when the generator cuts over that there will be uh, power loss and you could uh, pretty much fry something. Also, do folks, generators generate uh, what they call dirty, they, they generate what they call dirty electric. That's not clean electric, like what comes from your. Uh, you know your your standard you know your your electric company so you're going to need to probably have some stuff on battery backup if you don't want to burn out anything so very important there just hang, remember that in the back of your mind so some other things as well folks you're going to have to think about with the backup generator now we'll be running on propane so you need to make a decision is how much propane you're going to have on tap now the more propane you have okay the more expensive it's going to be to run okay I'll tell you a friend of mine had a backup generator. We lost power during one of the hurricanes. He ran that thing nonstop. Okay, he went through about two, about 100 and almost I think 200 gallons of propane. So we had a pretty hefty bill. Now, if you can afford it, that's fine. But I'm telling you, okay, you're going to have a bill, especially if it runs on propane. You're going to have to decide: you want one tank or two tanks, and how much are you willing to spend if the electric goes out? Also, too, strongly recommend. Okay, if you are using a backup generator of any kind, whether it be you know, the standard ones that you use for full backup or if you use a portable. We're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, you strongly recommend that you do think about how you're going to serve 
conserve electricity. Because remember, folks, that thing is going to be running 24-7. Okay? Okay? You're not going to last very long, especially if you have a long, long outage. Okay? You're not going to last very long, okay, on just a few, you know, uh, on, you know, just a few, you know, a few things of gas. So you're going to want to make a decision, folks, to, okay, hey, you know, we're, you know, we're, we have an outage here. You know, how much electricity, you know, am I going to use? Uh, you know, how much, how much am I going to, how am I going to conserve? Because remember, folks, you're going to have, if you have a long outage like Katrina or something like that or, or any of those, th or any of those, uh, any of those, well, you may have a prolonged outage for 10 to 14 days. You're going to go through a lot of propane. You may run out. And if it's a situation like when we had Hurricane Sandy up here in Pennsylvania, uh, you're going to remember too, folks, you're not going to be able to get delivery. And it's be, so you're going to have to think about how you're going to serve that electric, how you're going to, uh, you know, when you're going to turn it off. Uh, I strongly recommend, folks, if you can, only run it at night. That's all we did with my little portable generator. We ran it at night for a couple hours so we could have lights on, TV, stuff like that. Okay, so that was what we did. Okay, because you're going to have to make a decision, okay, how long, you're going to have to stretch, you may have to stretch that gas. And you don't want, you know, so you may say, well, at night we'll turn it on. You know, and uh, you know during the day if we want any updates, we'll just listen to the local radio or something. I got some batteries. We'll throw it in a, in, you know, radio or some of that. So you're going to have to make that decision as part of the generator to decide how you're going to conserve and all that. Very important. Make sure you think about those things when you're thinking about the generator. Uh, some other things with the generator as well, folks. Like I said, uh, you may want to consider, like I said, you're, when you're thinking your backup generator, what do you need to run to keep going? If you have central, you know, you may if you have central water. As much as I don't recommend it, if you if you need to cut back and you have central water, you may say, well, you know, you know, we have central water, we'll be fine. Um, you know, but the people that have wells and septic, they're going to need a little bit bigger to run those bigger appliances, uh, their holding tanks, stuff like that. So that's something you're going to have to think about. Uh, you may you may say you also too because you may have you may have enough water. To say, hey, I don't need to run the water. I can just you know I got I got a couple hundred gallons of water stored. Uh, you know, in a situation where we lose power, we'll still have water because I have hundreds of gallons of it. That's fine if that's what you're comfortable with. Uh, that's kind of the plan that I went with. I don't have a Generac generator, but what I do have uh, is a lot of water on tap, and then we just use the, the portable generator to pa power things that we need to keep going. So it's very important when you're dealing with a generator to kind of, to kind of plan out what the plan is with it uh, as you go along. So very important. Remember to think about those things when you're planning your generator. So a couple other things, folks, I do want to talk about as well. Uh, with the portable generators, like I said, it's going to come in. There's going to be a transfer switch. Now, when you lose power, okay, it will automatically, okay, it'll kick off, okay, the you know the, your your main feed will kick off. The transfer switch will transfer it over to generator, and then you you will be able to run predominantly your entire house if you get the you know bigger than what you need. Uh, it'll just be like your, you know, like like you never lost power. So uh, those are very nice. Uh, you have somebody come professionally install it. I recommend that. And most times you buy it from them. Some places actually have free install, just so you know. Um, you know, for future reference, some places do actually offer free install as part of the purchase. Uh, and shop around, folks. You don't necessarily have to go to Generac. There are other names, off names, that you can go with that are much cheaper. I'm not saying to do that, but it's an option you could definitely go with if you needed to. Some other things as well is you may want to take the time. Uh, when you're looking at your backup generator, go on Amazon and say, hey, I'm going to buy this model because it's much cheaper. Take the time 
and just go ahead and uh, you know check out the reviews and stuff like that. Make sure you always do your homework before you buy any large purchase uh, like that. Uh, some other things, some other things, folks, as well. Uh, talking about the generators now, let's talk about uh, portable generators. That's what that's the majority, I believe, what people have. I, I I know some people that have generators, but the majority of people like me, and uh, probably you and some other people listening, probably have uh, you know portable generators. Portable generators a little different. Okay, now portable generator is going to be ran usually by fuel. Now the ones, the, like I said, the, the Generac ones generally run by propane or natural gas. Okay, now the only thing about that is, and I, and I warned you about, by the way, the Generacs, uh, if you're running them by especially natural gas, uh, if you lose your gas lines in your town, you, it doesn't matter what kind of generators you have, uh, if you lose gas, you, wanna, you know, won't be able to run it at all. So um, I, I really don't like the ones that na- run on natural gas because they run on the local city gas, and if it's a city gas problem, you don't have any gas. So it, I don't, I'm not a big fan of those. Again, everybody to their own uh, as far as what they decide to pick. Uh, I personally prefer the portable generator. Uh, the portable generator runs by gas, uh, a little bit different. Uh, you know, you fill, fill the gas up with it. Uh, you know, don't fill it up obviously all the way, but fill it up with gas. You run it, you pull it, it has some outlets on it, and you plug in whatever you need. Now, the nice part about this is you, you, you run a couple extension cords in the house, you can run the TV. You can run, uh, you know, anything, and you can charge your cell phones. Uh, you can do all that. So uh, not as convenient as the Generac, but it'll serve its purpose. Uh, now the one thing about that is, though, if you are using a portable generator, you do should honestly, folks, make sure that you have enough fuel uh, on 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 tap. Uh, that that gas, if you're running that thing for four or five hours a night, you'll be surprised how much fuel you will go through in a very very short amount of time. So it's very important, folks, to go ahead and make sure you have enough fuel on tap if that's the option you're going to go. Another thing, folks, you're going to have to remember, too, you're going to need extension cords. You're going to have to run extension cords in the house. The, the, the portable generator, uh, you cannot run it in the house. You cannot run it in the basement. You cannot run it anywhere where it's not vented. Uh, God forbid carbon dioxide poisoning. You don't want to do that. So go ahead and take that time. Now, there are solar generators that run via solar power. Uh, I have read that they they are good. I have read a lot of my a couple of my friends have them. They said they run good. Uh, the only problem is they said they don't have the power. They don't they can't draw as much power as if they're running the the gas powered one. So I mean, but that's an option though. You know, you may want if you have you know you you know some people run two generators because they run the solar one for just you know to keep them running. Uh, you know, here and there with the little things, and then they use the big one. They need to do other stuff. Now the only problem with the portable generator is. Again, you're going to need uh, a transfer switch, uh, and you're going to have to manually. You're going to, have to now you can now you can do the generator with just being, you know, with just extension cords like I was just talking about, or you can feed your whole house with it. You can feed your whole house with a portable generator, folks. You just need a transfer switch. So what you do is you plug the generator in to the transfer switch. You go turn your main breaker off, and then you'd fire up the generator, and then you flip the transfer switch, and you fire up the generator. And that would run outside. That's a portable generator. So that goes back in your garage or, you know, in your carport or whatever when you're done with it. So you're going to have to manually drag it out. You're going to have to manually hook it up. You're going to have to manually fill the gas. Generac's a lot less work. I recommend the Generac uh, for those of you that uh, aren't very technical savvy uh, or if you have older uh, people who really, you know, physically can't go outside and be dragging around generators. Uh, I really recommend that for that. But if you can, this is going to be your cheaper way to do it as portable generator. Now, Again, you're going to have to get somebody out to say how many, how much you want. Normally, seven, seventy-five, you know, seven thousand, eight thousand will usually run a whole home. Usually, again, I'm not an electrician, 
but I can tell you that's what I've been told. That's what I I use. I use about a 7700, I think, uh, which works fairly well for for me. So go ahead, folks, and like I said, take a look at you know what you're doing and how much fuel how much fuel you have and all that. Cause you are going to have you know days where you're going to have to you know you know really conserve. Now the other thing too, Generax can run for you know, night and day for a while. With the portables, uh, you know, you're going to have to let stop and cool off for a while. You can't run a 24-7 non-stop. It just doesn't work that way. You can run it quite a bit, but uh, not as much as you can a Generac. They're really built for that kind of thing. And the other thing, too, folks, you're going to have to you're going to have to remember uh, with the portable generator as well is you're going to have to do maintenance. Now, the Generac uh, will generally kick itself on once a week and will run for about maybe 20 minutes or so, uh, you know, keep itself going. With the, you know, with the with the portable, you're gonna have to make sure that the spark, you know, that's serviced, and then you run, you fire it up once once every couple of weeks, and to make sure it's gone, because nothing's worse than a generator that doesn't work when you have a natural disaster. So make sure you go ahead and make sure the generator works. And if you do keep it in your garage and hardly ever use it, folks, make sure that before you, uh, you know, if you know there's gonna be a hurricane coming, or you know there's gonna be some sort of hailstorm or something, make sure you go ahead and just fire that bad boy up in a well ventilated area for maybe five ten minutes okay and make sure that it's running uh, you know because this way you make sure it works when you when you really need it because there's nothing like I said there's nothing worse than a generator that doesn't work uh, especially when you need it to run so some other things folks you're going to need to do as well uh, with, with the generators uh, like I said you're gonna, if you got fuel make sure that they it, that it's off and cool when you fill it you don't want to fire uh, that would be disastrous. So make sure that you, you know, take care of that. Make sure it's cool. And, you know, make sure, you know, you fill it up when everything's nice and cold. And, that, you know, you use a funnel and all that. And make sure you don't get a, a mess and cause a fire. Very, very, very important. A couple of things, too. Like I said, make sure it's well-vented when you're using it. Uh, very important there. And, like I said, folks, always make sure you have enough gas on tap. Uh, because you know you will be going with the fuel. Like I said, my, my recommendation is, like I said, use it a couple hours a night. Charge your phones, maybe watch a little TV, and then zonk out. Uh, try not, you know, during the day you don't really need the lights running, so you can, you know, you can kind of do without it. Um, you know, during the day, if, you know, people say, well, I won't watch TV during the day. Well, you know, what's more important? <laughs> you know, that's one thing you got to think about. Uh, the, only, the only bad that stinks about the uh, the portable. Is unless you hook it up to your house, if you're going to run it just on extension cords, so that you're not going to be able to use your, uh, if you have an electric stove or an electric uh, oven, you're not going to be able to use it. So that's the only thing that kind of thinks about that. Um, but if you have a gas stove, gas oven, uh, you don't really need to worry about it because you have plenty of gas. And that's the two I always recommend, folks. If you're going to actually go ahead and you know you have a disaster, you're going to be running on generator fuel, and you do have a gas, uh, make sure you know you have carbon monoxide detector and all that kind of stuff. Very important. Safety first, obviously. They run on battery. And also, too, folks, if you are going to be using your stove and that, um, if you have a natural disaster, you might want to call your gas company and just say, hey, could you make sure I'm topped off? Uh, just to make sure you have more than enough fuel, because if you don't have the right, if you don't have any fuel, uh, you could be in a rather uh, difficult situation. So make sure they top you off. Very, very important with that. Again, with, ga again, with, the, with the generators, the solar ones, those are a little different. Now, those will, those generate electric, but they're running off solar power. So... They want the sun, the moon, all that. Now those I believe you can keep on, but they don't. They they won't run. I don't think they'll run your whole house, but you can use those. Uh, you know, with 
you know, to charge your cell phones, to run maybe some small things, a lamp, your television, all that. But I don't think they give the horsepower out enough to run certain things. Or if they do, uh, you know, I don't know if it'll be enough. So uh, that's something I strongly recommend. Uh, the solar generators don't run on gas, so they can, you know, run obviously much longer. But I, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think some of them run on 3,000. Uh, I think three. Th I think they only come like 3,000 watts, which really isn't a lot. But again, it may be a supplemental for you, uh, especially if you're in a situation where fuel is at a premium. If you have two of them, uh, you can run the, the gas one when you get run of the microwave or the you know microwave and some of your heavier appliances, and you can use the solar ones for your TV, some of that. So split the load between the two of them. Uh, you know that might be an option for you as well. And if somebody's going to give it to you for free, for goodness sakes, don't don't say no. Take it. Never can have, you can never have a back enough backup for your backup. Like I said, folks, whatever you never want to overload a generator too, because you could burn it out and cause a fire, uh, and then you'd be or you can uh, you know burn the. Uh, there's also fuses on them too. Burn, you, know, you can burn the fuses out. That's something I recommend too, folks. If you're going to have a generator, uh, and you know, make sure you have a spare park spark plug for it. Uh, make sure you you have you know some spare fuses for it, and all that. Make sure you you know make sure you have the spare stuff for it. Uh, that stuff's cheap enough to keep on tap. Uh, the spark plugs probably can be three or four dollars, and the fuse probably a buck or two. So keep those things on tap because you know, especially if, if you're in a situation where you run on the generator, and I'm not talking just like you know the world's coming to an end disaster. I'm talking about say you need that generator, and say at eight o'clock at night, all of a sudden the spark plugs just pops on it, and it's not sparking the fuel. Uh, you know, it's easy enough to swap it out real quick, and rather than wait until the next day to get somebody out there or to actually try to run to an auto parts store. And try to find one uh, that you know, especially if you have a lot of a big disasters, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I remember myself, folks, and, and I'm guilty of this as well. Uh, during the one hurricane we had, I was running my generator, and the spark plug went, and I went over. I had to go three auto parts stores before I found somebody that had the right few, uh, right, uh, right spark plug. Not because, um, not because they didn't carry them, but because you know they only carry so many in stock. And I guess my generator is a pretty popular generator. And a lot of people were, were, were buying it because they, theirs was having the same problem I was. So uh, you can't plan for something like that, but you can try to be prepared for it. So go ahead. And also, too, folks, if you're going to be traveling, uh, you know, try to bring that, that, that spare stuff with you just in case there isn't an auto parts store available, uh, you know, close to you. So very important there. Like I said, folks, always make sure service is a big thing with those things. So make sure if you're going, if you have a Generac, it's probably going to do it itself. But uh, if you have one that's just a, a little portable one, you may need to take that out and fire it up every so often just to make sure it stays, uh, you know, good and clean. Again, always make sure they're vented properly. Obviously, you can get carbon monoxide poisoning. It's just like running a car in a house. Uh, you can actually get carbon monoxide poisoning from that. I don't think, folks, too, talking about transfer switches, uh, a little thing I saw at an auto parts the other day that could be handy for you. That you could actually, and, I, and I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure if this is your, your best idea. But they do have, uh, as a backup, transfer switches that you can actually hook up to the car and your car, and you can actually run your car as like you're running a, a generator and hook things up to it with extension cords of that and run it. Now, is that your best idea? Probably not. You probably should have a generator. But if you had to, you could use it as, as electricity. Uh, obviously, your car needs gas, obviously, so I, you know, I wouldn't. I, not, not, it's not your best idea, but in a pinch, it is an option. And the other thing, too, was I do want to mention about the generators, and this is something I, I really have noticed over the years. Uh, try to make sure you buy the generator now. Uh, you know, today, you know, if you're having a nice day, nice weather outside and, you know, all that, try to buy the generator now. 
uh, or as soon as possible. Don't wait to the day before hurricanes rolling through or don't wait the day before hailstorms coming through. Try to buy it now because one, I can tell you one thing, go to Home Depot and try to buy a generator today for a storm. Watch what you pay. Okay? Try to buy it now. Okay? Go on Amazon and try to buy one a couple of weeks, bef- a week or so before a hurricane's supposed to hit Florida and watch how many of them are out of stock. Okay? Very, very important. Try to be try to, try to be prepared before everybody else is getting prepared. Okay? Again, it's living life better through being more prepared. That's our slogan here. So try to go ahead and, and you know, get that generator ahead of time before you have the major disaster uh, because you can go to Home Depot and buy one, but you will be paying a premium for it. You can go to Lowe's and buy one, but you're going to pay a premium for it. And you go to a local hardware store, you're definitely going to be paying a good price. And only two folks, if you decide that you do want to go to Generac and, you know, it's a week or two before a storm, a big storm or a big hurricane, uh, you may not be able to get somebody that's available in time to come and install it for you. Uh, you know, those things, those Generacs, uh, generally a two or even three days of install. So make sure you take the time to sit back and say, hey, you know, we're going to need this. Uh, you know, probably if we, get, if we get this big storm, we may want to, if we get a big storm, you know. And the other thing, folks, you know you're ready, you can prepare. If you know that, uh, you know, this time, you know, coming up shortly is going to be, you know, hurricane season for you or tornado season for you, and you can be that power, you may want to say, hey, you know, we really should think about doing this within the next month or two uh, before the storms start really hitting hard so that we have it. So you know your area, you know when. Uh, up here is mostly, we mostly get hurricanes and snow. We do get tornadoes every once in a while, but uh, we've been very fortunate. We don't get nearly as many as like a state like Nebraska or something like that we'll get, which, uh, you know, those guys down there are a little more prone to it than we are, but... Uh, but we do get them. Don't get me wrong. We we do have our share of uh, tornadoes up here. Uh, we definitely do get our share of hurricanes up here because we're off the east coast and all that. But we generally, you know, generally this time of year isn't really that bad for us. Uh, but once we start getting into the summer months, uh, we will start getting some pretty bad uh, thunderstorms and hurricanes like that here in the mountains. So, uh, like I said, if you're in the mountains of Pennsylvania or if you're in an area where you know you know your weather patterns in those areas, you may want to look at maybe saying, hey, we know, you know. August is a tough month. Maybe we start getting look at this, getting this installed in June. So that's something that's very important. You really need to know your area, and you really need to start planning on, okay, when is the storm going to come, and when should we put this in? Uh, one thing, folks, uh, one thing that is kind of an interesting thing is, especially around the, especially around, um, I want to say, Generac specifically, I know will finance it for you. Um, so that's something you should really think about. Think about, too, if you're going to think about finance, think about how you're going to pay for it. Uh, I do want to bring that up, folks, as well, because I know companies like Generac will finance the generator for you. Uh, I believe they will hold it for like a year or two. You can pay it off, uh, which a lot of people say, oh, that's debt. I don't want to pay debt. Uh, you know, I don't particularly like paying. I don't really think credit card debt is a good thing either to have. But, okay, it's, you know, I'd rather, especially if somebody has a medical need, uh, and they really need to to run their you know their dialysis machines or or you know any type of treatment or anything like that that they're going to need electric for. Uh, you may want to make sure they have it. So you may want to look at maybe saying, well, maybe I should bite the bullet and pay the two or three percent. Uh, another option, folks, too, as far as financing goes, uh, companies like Home Depot and stuff like that. If you get a Home Depot card, uh, you can buy the generator in the first the first uh, I think 12 months are interest free. So that's something you can probably think of too, folks. Is 
maybe you should, maybe you can go to a place, buy a generator, and buy it on a credit card. And as long as it's interest-free, folks, I have no problem with debt as long as it's interest-free. So go ahead and and maybe you buy it on a Home Depot card interest-free, and you pay for it for the next six months to a year, and, and then you're going to get generator interest-free. Basically, the store is basically letting you borrow the money for it. So uh, that's an option as well you can do. Again, I'm not a huge fan of using credit card debt, but in a situation like this where you're getting the debt interest-free, why not? Another thing, one last thing I think, well, not one last thing, but one thing I do want to say is as far as the generator goes, uh, like I said, you're going to have to, there are other sources of alternative energy. I'm only saying generators because that's, I guess, the most common and the most reasonable form. Uh, there are other forms like solar power maybe that we'll get into, uh, but stuff like that is going to be not something you can really set up overnight. A generator is pretty, pretty much you can buy one, bring it home, and run it that night. Uh, solar power and stuff like that are going to be, solar panels and things like that are going to something you're going to have to get set up and you're going to have to have, uh, you know, over, over a rather, over at least a week or so, get them all set up, get them on your roof and stuff like that. So uh, this is something, you know, a little bit easier power. And also too, folks, generator is nice because if you do have it, uh, you can take it with you and stuff and you go camping and things like that. Uh, if you have, That's one thing about, like, about the portable generator. We have the portable uh, only because uh, we go camping a lot we'll bring the generator with us and we'll fire it up and and use it especially if we're uh you know we're going to be camping out in the woods a lot of times we will bring the generator just so we can charge our phones and stuff like that uh, with the generac obviously it's it's stationary you can't go anywhere with you so if you're somebody that does camping and stuff like that or may think you may buy an rv or something like that or have a campsite uh you may want to do that the other thing too but nice about having the portable generator is if you have two two homes you can transport between one or the other you know um, a friend of mine does have a, a cabin and he actually, one time when he was going up there, uh, he knew there was gonna, he, you know, that there might be possibility of a storm, there gonna be no power. Uh, he brought the generator with him just uh, to make sure he had it uh, in case they did lose power. So the portable is a little bit nicer like that. Uh, the generac is uh, much nicer for your, you know, your home, for your main home anyway. But the portable is nice. If you can't afford to have a generac at both places, uh, it is nice to have the the portable, so so you can bring it wherever you want to go. Especially if you have an RV or something like that, uh, it will, it does a nice job, and you know. Uh, I really, I really like, I really like the Generac. Uh, I always have, uh, you know, they're they're gorgeous machines. They run the whole house. They're very convenient. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to get dirty or anything. It just does it for you. But, you know, and the one thing that is nice about the portable though is that I can take it with me everywhere. So, uh, just like everything else, has give and takes. Depends on really what you want to do. And also, you're supposed to spend your finances. Big thing. Uh, last thing I want to see you do is go into a major debt over that. Now, the one thing I do want to say, folks, and, I, and I'm not a big fan of going to debt for a lot of things, but if you do have a home equity line against your house, or if you do are refinancing to do home repair, you may want to look into putting the, doing the generator then. You're saying, I know you're going to say, well, that means I'm going to take, you know, I'm going to have more debt. Right, but I have, I'm okay with debt on real property. And I'm going to tell you why. If you put a generator on your house, okay, a generac generator on your house, I bet you you probably just increase the value of your house by 10 grand easily. Okay. So, so I mean, I'm okay with, with people taking money out of, you know, people refinancing to, we haven't really talked about mortgages, I think we will, but uh, one of the things, I'm okay with people taking money out of their home to do home improvements because it only increases the value. The value, when you, when you do home improvements like that, folks, your, your value of your property never goes down, it only goes up. So, I'm okay with that. If you were going to say, hey, I'm taking out a home equity line alone, a home equity loan, I'm going to build myself a garage, and I'm going to put a Generac generator on, I would say, go ahead, do it. Because by, by doing that little bit, you're probably going to give your house another 20 grand worth of value. So stuff like that, I'm okay with. 
that's that's good debt because you're improving the value of something. You know, your home generally, for the most part, as long as you buy your home right, uh, your home will always go up in price and it'll be worth more than what you owe. So I'm okay with that kind of stuff. And, and a, a generator is actually a very good investment in because it will actually increase the value of a home tremendously. Uh, you know, my parents, when they when they refinanced their home, they put in central heat and air in the whole home, and I mean, they upped the value of their home almost 20 grand overnight, just by adding, you know, you know, some, you know, just central air and heat and air. So I'm okay with with real debt like that because all it does is increase the value of your property. And we're going to go talk about property value and some of that. Uh, just like the other day, I had a friend of mine. Uh, he said he didn't want to go into more debt, more debt. And I said to him, I said, well, what do you want to do? Because well, I want to build. I'm going to buy one of those sheds. And I said, well, what are you complaining about for? You know, you're going to get it interest free for 12 months. You know, put it on your. You know, pay. You know, it's only 700 bucks. Put it on the. You know, 800 bucks. Put it on the property. Pay it off over the next 12 months. And by having a nice brand new shed in your property, you buy up the value of five grand. So I'm I'm okay with that. You know, a friend of ours. Too, they also had, you know, I'm talking about property values a little bit here, but a friend of ours, they actually took a, you know, had, they had a home equity line against their home, and they took out ten grand to buy the, the, the six, seven acres that were to the right of them. And my friend's like, oh, I just went into more debt. And I'm like, yeah, but by adding that, that, that land, you know, by, by buying that property next to your house, you just up the value of your house tremendously. So what's ten grand? If you're going to add another 50000 on the value of your house, what's another ten grand? I do know a lot about real estate, folks. Uh, my family's been in real estate most of their lives. So I do know a lot about property values. That we're going to get into mortgages, uh, different types of mortgages. We're going to get into debt. We're going to talk about home value. We're going to talk about home repair. We're going to talk about all that stuff, but not in this podcast. But we will talk about some of that. But like I said, I'm okay if you guys wanted to put a, you know, if you guys said to me, hey, I'm going to take a loan against my home to put in a Generac generator. I would say go for it because you're just going to increase the value of your home. Nothing wrong with that. Anything you put into your home that's going to bring value is a worthwhile investment. Just so you know that. Real real estate is the one place I'm happy with people taking out money to do things. So, folks, I'm going to say that's probably pretty much in on generators. I'm sure there's more, but that's kind of the extent of my knowledge. Uh, like I said, I strongly recommend if you do decide to do anything with uh, generators, I strongly recommend you contact a licensed electrician or visit, like I said, Home Depot or your local hardware store and uh, find out more information and find out what the pricing is and what you're going to need and stuff like that. Okay, don't take my word for it. Uh, I'm just a guy doing a podcast that knows about this kind of stuff. I'm not an expert on it. So go ahead and make sure you get it told to those guys and, you know, get the right information that uh, we want everybody to, you know, have these backup generators. We want everybody to be safe when they're running them. And, uh, you know, everybody, safety is the number one concern, especially when you're dealing with situation where you may be running this uh, in case of a natural disaster. So safety is a big issue with that. Uh, again, you find about all of our podcasts at, survival, at survivalspodcast.org. Uh, like I said, on iTunes, on Google Play, please go ahead and rate the show if you liked it. I really appreciate that because it actually does help us uh, get higher up and get more listeners. Like I said, uh, you know, I want to make sure people know about this kind of stuff. I want to get the word out, and I want people to be more prepared so that they can live a better life. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening, and uh, we will see you next time. Thank you very much.